Hey mama, today on the podcast, I am joined by Natalie Hickson and we are having a conversation around how to work through anger and burnout so that you can enjoy your motherhood again. So in this episode, we talk about the difference between healthy anger and destructive anger, increasing our awareness of them, knowing what our trigger is, knowing how to control our response to triggering situations. And we are applying this to motherhood, to marriage. We're looking at what to do once you've blown it, if you do. And so I know that you are going to get so much out of this conversation. If you haven't heard of Natalie before, she's a wife, a mama, and she's a certified professional life coach who helps discouraged Christian moms to overcome anger and burnout. After learning to thrive in motherhood and process anger in a healthy way, Natalie became convicted to help other mums avoid the dark years of motherhood by helping them to appreciate and process their anger, learn to identify their triggers, and ultimately control their reaction to those triggering situations. She enjoys her own motherhood journey hanging out with her husband, Mike, and their three beautiful daughters in Montana. She recharges with Jesus, coffee, and adventures with her family. And so I know that this conversation is going to bring so much wisdom and goodness to your own motherhood journey. And make sure that you check out the show notes for how to connect with Natalie and also some freebies that are just for the Wholesome Mama community. But let's get into today's episode with Natalie. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us here on the Wholesome Mama Show. To kick us off, can you share a little bit about you? And I would love to know what led you to coach mums through anger. Yeah, so I have three girls. Um, They're in their teens now, one young adult. So we have an almost 20-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an almost (laughs) 13-year-old. Yeah, all girls. and. Um, it's been absolutely an interesting journey. Um, I would never have thought that coaching moms with destructive anger and burnout would have been what I, my career would have been, not at this point in my life, but it's absolutely comes from the journey that I, I went through my own, um, on my own with, with my girls. So, um, and I'll just jump right into what that looked like. Um, I grew up in a home where both of my parents the way that they they um, experienced anger was throwing things, screaming, yelling, slamming doors, um, and that's how they processed anger. And that's they both did that. So um, fast forward to today, they're absolutely have grown and they're um, doing much much better and and everything. But that's what I learned, and so I took that into marriage. Well, I married a guy who had an opposite 
growing like growing up it was opposite for him um his parents kind of avoided conflict they um much more quiet if if anything there's more passive aggressive behavior um and so with the two of us in a house when we get married um I'm yelling and screaming at him when I'm mad at him and he's sitting on the couch just withdrawing and I can remember in, in the middle of a fight once yelling at him why won't you yell back at me <laughs> and he's like I just, that's not what I do and so at that point I really started to recognize there was a difference between how we deal with anger and that maybe the way I was doing it wasn't this healthy um and it may have been a little more destructive, right? So um, fast forward to bringing our first daughter home from the hospital. Um, it was about the age of two, um, you know, when they start to create their little, have their little personalities that you would find me and her screaming and yelling on the floor, both of us. It was, um, I, I kind of talk about it lighthearted now, but it really is it's very serious. It was a very scary time for both her and I. Um, I had no idea how to deal with her tantrums. And so I ended up tantruming myself, basically. And um, I just, it was abuse. I was very scary. I would scream and yell at her. I would threaten her. Um, I would leave little bruises on her arm by squeezing her too hard or spanking her too hard. Um, I was a very scary and abusive mom. And and I, I hated it. I didn't know what to do about it. And I would pray and ask the Lord to like help me. And I just felt like, you know, I'd go to bed of all this guilt and shame and would wake up in the morning like I'm not going to do this today and the spiral would start again this the cycle um and so we you know fast forward a little bit more we brought her sister home from the hospital and um I remember nursing her and Enya our oldest was throwing this epic tantrum at bedtime and Sky's nursing I'm in a bedroom with the door shut. Enya's down the hall. She can't hear me, but I'm just sitting there festering, getting more and more upset. And I just scream at the top of my lungs for Enya to be quiet and shut up. And Mike was dealing, my husband, he was dealing with her. But um, yeah, I got angry. I screamed. And my nursing little infant stops nursing, looks at me with this horrific little face and just starts crying. Mm. And I was just like, okay, something has to stop. This has to end. We have to get help for Enya. Um, that was my first thought because two things. I wasn't taking responsibility for my actions yet. And I didn't know that I I could be helped. I thought, you know, with all the the desire of wanting to change, but never could change that there, it was, I was just a hopeless case. And I was scared. I was scared too, that people would find out that I was abusive. And so, um, and they take my kids away from me. Um, but we did end up taking her to a therapist and she observed her and she observed us and, and then she talked to us alone and said that Enya was normal for age and development and it was actually me who needed to be in, in therapy. And so it was hard to hear, but it was absolutely that moment of, oh my word, you mean there is actually help for me? Like, you can help me overcome this? I'm all in. Um, so fast forward. I did four years of psychoanalysis therapy. Um, I'm Christian. That was not a Christian therapist, but I still learned a lot about how my brain works, how, you know, why I was the way I was. I learned a lot about myself, but I didn't end the pattern of destructive behavior yet. 
So I'm going to pause here and just say, what is the difference between destructive anger and, and healthy anger, normal mm -hmm. anger? Um, the difference is, well, first, the similarity is you feel frustrated and you feel angry and there's nothing wrong with you for feeling that way. And that's a normal feeling. And a mom raising her voice to get her kids' attention, even if it's a little in frustration, that's normal too. Um, where we go destructive is when we start using that behavior to control um, and and try to manipulate the situation or protect ourselves in a situation. And what it ends up doing is it hurts the relationship that we are are in. And that can look like anything from screaming, yelling, physical abuse, um, silent treatment, um, threatening, belittling. Uh, I can remember getting in the car, my husband would get home and be like, bye, I'm out of here. And I would just take off. And he's like, where's she going? And we, I didn't have a phone back then. And like a cell phone, he's like, where is she? Um, that was like 20 years ago. So um, it was it's that kind of behavior. So there's, there's how I differentiate the two. That's destructive. Normal healthy anger is that feeling that we get and getting a little frustrated. And maybe we release a little steam. We might, we might slam a door. But if we're not doing it to hurt somebody, that's the difference, right? We're not trying to control the situation. We're just releasing that frustration. Um, so still have those patterns. And um, at that time, I was trying to also start some work at home. I wanted to work at home, wanted to be home with the kids. And so uh, I tried various things, blogging and stuff, and it was ultimately led to Christian life coaching. I went to uh, Christian Life Coaching Institute and completed that certification and then started coaching for just trying to coach moms for helping them with just overwhelm and stress and, and how to organize life. Didn't really go anywhere until I spent some time with a friend and we were talking about our journeys like this. She related and she had a podcast and she said, you got to get on here and talk about your, your story. And so I did, and um, it was after that podcast that mom started calling me and asking me for, or reaching out and asking me for help. And that's when my coaching really started to take off for helping moms work through this. And that's really where my biggest growth came from as well, because helping these moms problem solve and work through their challenges, um, I really felt like the Lord was giving me, uh, he was speaking through me to these moms and really helping me identify how do we work through these challenges? How do we identify our triggers? How do we process our emotions in a healthier way? Um, and then what are the reasons we even get to this point? And there's so many various reasons and steps to our journey and pattern. How do we change our mindset from one of destructive behavior to one that's productive behavior, even if we're feeling a heightened emotion that's negative? So yeah, that's, I'm not perfect today. I still make mistakes. I'll still, um, you know, sometimes I will say something I don't like to my kids. I might slam a door. Um, I'm not that scary, abusive person that I was years ago. Um, but there's still moments that I'm like, oh, cringe moments, right? But I know how to recover and I release the guilt and shame. I don't carry that anymore. And that is a huge piece of, of the cycle that we get on is when we're in that guilt and shame cycle. And we don't get out of it. We keep blaming ourselves and punishing ourselves for our behavior. It's really hard to rise above that if we don't do the work to process through that. It's hard to rise above that and actually um, 
start working on a healthier pattern. And so that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Wow. I think that that is so, so powerful. And I feel like on so many levels, it will speak to so many mums, the struggling alone and the feeling helpless and feeling like just help my daughter because I'm, I'm so gone. I'm so lost. I'm just, I'm done. And the struggle that we, some mums do alone. And then, yeah, having that, that someone go, you actually need help. And as mm-hmm. hard as that would have been to hear in the moment going, I really do actually, yes, I'm, I'm so thankful. And especially now, like how thankful are you that they spoke oh, I mean, and said, it's, it's not her, it's you that needs help. Yeah. And, and just to like, what does it look like now? Like what, what's that relationship with, especially my oldest? I'd say it's absolutely been restored and redeemed and it's it's a beautiful relationship. I just, you just went through her first year of college and I went down and helped her pack up and I was there for a couple of weeks because she's a performer doing music and stuff. So I was there and around, although I gave her her space and boundaries at college, I did check in with her and I'm like, mm. is, is it stressful having me here? And she said, mom, when you're around, my life is less stressful. Mm. So to hear that from her, knowing where we've been, mm. that was huge that was a huge blessing just to be like wow you know that's that's from the work that I put in and how the Lord changed my heart and works through me and changed my mindset to get to a better place where I can have that communication with my kids you know so I would say again nothing's perfect but absolutely it's it's more than I could have ever imagined especially coming from that the story I just shared with you Mm, yeah the fact that it is possible and it absolutely can be restored and redeemed yes it's never too late never Mm. (laughs) yeah and I love too that you shared the difference between destructive anger and normal mum anger because it is it's not as if I feel like we um can think especially as Christian mums maybe we feel more that being we shouldn't be angry at all like we just shouldn't and that's like yeah. It's an it's a normal human emotion feeling to to have, but it's when it becomes destructive that is that is the problem. And I think that you shared that so well. I want to talk about a, you go. Really quick, I just to, in in addition to that, there's a Bible verse that can be really encouraging to moms to hear that because anger, it feels like such a sin, right? And we do we can sin in anger. And again, that's that destructive behavior when we're hurting another relationship or ourselves, right? But again, anger being a natural human emo- emotion, and it's one that even God experiences. Um, in the Psalms, it's Psalms 4.4. I love this verse. It says, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. And it's from that verse that I, I actually, the Lord helped me recognize how to work through anger in the moment. And then I found this verse later, and I just felt like it was really a sweet confirmation that what I teach um, moms to help work through their anger especially in the heat of the moment is is like a biblical right it's mm. it's okay to be angry just don't sin in your anger and and here's how you want to try to process through it yeah that's so good and because sometimes our anger is actually like for good like we can get angry at the wrong and the sin in the world but we yeah I love that be angry but do not sin in your anger yeah, mm. yeah that's so mm. good So I want to talk about triggers for a moment because I think Mm -hmm. that that's something that's really important to know when we 
either when we're just getting triggered in the first place, like we have a situation arise that is always triggering for us um, or triggering to kind of send our normal anger over to destructive anger. So do you want to kind of talk about around triggers and how we can identify them in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. And I even have a free download for your audience. So you can go to my website. That's right. It's like the one of the first things you can see on there. Um, you download the trigger tracker. And so it's important to identify our triggers because it helps us bring awareness to them. Most of the time, us moms are just running through life, doing the next thing. And we don't stop and give ourselves enough time to really go, why am I upset at this? Mm. You know, and there's most of us have a couple times during the day that we can be triggered at, at various times. It could be getting the kids out of the house. It could be bedtime, meal times. Um, those are common times that we have trigger. There could be other things as well, driving in the car. Um, so to stop and kind of process through an event that a recent event that's happened with for you um, is really good to help bring awareness to the next time that happens and even help prepare yourself to maybe even do better the next time you're triggered. So the trigger tracker asks you questions like, what was going on? Um, what, you know, were you hungry? Were you hormonal? Were your kids? hungry? Are you tired? You know, did you just see some news that really caused some anxiety or something like that, right? What was going on for you? What was going on with the other people involved? Was it your kids? Could it be your husband or anyone? Um, and then what did you do? It's the not pretty question. Uh, I screamed, I slammed the door, I called him a name. You know, it's, it's really confessing. What did you do? And that's important to really to do that because we need to look at what we have done, right? And just recognize this isn't what I want to do. I want to release this. I want to get rid of this. I don't want to be this way anymore. Um, and then there's a question like, what do you want the next time? What's a healthy way to walk through this the next time you get triggered? Um, so I had a mom fill this out once and she was triggered every time around the time her husband would get home from work and he'd come home, he'd come home and she was cranky. The kids were cranky and it just, it felt uncomfortable. It was frustrating. And she started to realize that the reason this was happening for her on a regular basis is she was concerned that the house needed to be perfect, tidy all the things, all the ducks needed to be in a row. So when her husband walked through the door, everything felt good for him. Uh, but I, I challenged her. I said, I think you should ask your husband what he prefers. Does he prefer a clean house and everything, you know, dinner cooked, kids are, or whatever, doing whatever. Or would you prefer coming home to a house that's less mess, that's messy. Maybe dinner's not fully cooked yet, but you are not stressed out. Right. And and so she's like, wow, you know, it seems so profound, but it was something that she just never gave any time to think about. So that's why I love the trigger tracker. It really helps us stop and go, what, what's, what's going on for me? Um, how do I work through this? It, it takes you, um, how do you pray about it? it? Tells you to go look for some Bible verses to support, um, support yourself or find encouragement around that, that time as well. Mm, I love that so much. Can we talk about then like going to the question of what do you want to do next time? What do you want that to look like? How do we work? How do you coach mums to work through anger in the heat of the moment? Yeah. Um, specifically without without hurting anyone, without hurting themselves or their kids or their husband. How right. how should we work through that anger? Mm -hmm. 
So I have an acronym. I call it sit and pray or shorten it to sit and pee. <laughs> and I like the reminder because the bathroom typically always has a lock on it, right? And so going to the bathroom to shut the door, it's a good excuse if you need to get away from any, you know, your husband, your kids. Again, I like to say when we're with our kids, if you need to keep an eye on them because of their age and, and safety, then I say just take an act of removal. So either if you're on the floor, get on the couch. If you're in one side of the room, go to the other side of the room where, you know, you're, you're able to see your kids. But if you can go to the door and shut the door in the bathroom and take a few minutes, um, that's where that pee comes in, right? Because pray and, and, and it's the bathroom. So, okay, so sit is stop, inhale, tune in, and then pray. So stop is stop and separate. As soon as you start to feel that frustration, stop, separate, um, go to the bathroom if you can. But like I just said, some type of active removal change your space up, right? That, that helps us get our brain in a different place. Inhale, we need to be breathing deep breath. Um, actually, when we're taking deep breath, we're calming down the nervous system and then tuning in. Why am I angry? It's okay that I'm feeling this way. We need to tell ourselves, validate. It's okay that you're feeling angry. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling angry. It doesn't matter why you're angry. You have the emotion and you're not broken because of it. It's okay to feel that. What's going on for me that I am feeling angry? What's going on for the other people? Kind of that same question in the trigger tracker, but in the trigger tracker, you're looking back. You're not in it, right? So you're trying to tune in and validate. Anyone would be upset in this moment right now. It's okay to feel this way. And pray, pray for strength. Pray for wisdom, pray for discernment. Don't pray for patience though. <laughs> I learned that one. <laughs> He'll give you opportunity for that. Um. But in that respect, I tell moms like, oh, I'm never going to remember to sit and pray. Um, challenge yourself, you know, say, okay, this week I'm going to look for three opportunities to do sit, right? And then the other way we can use sit proactively is what I call a pre-sit. So you know that um, it's maybe bedtime is a trigger, okay? You know that um, around bedtime, kids are cranky, you get cranky, all things seem to just go crazy. Um, before you say it's bedtime, before you even, you even get to the routine of that, do a pre-sit. If you need to go to the bathroom, great. Whatever you need to do, but go somewhere, take a moment and go, okay, I'm about to say it's time for bed. This is how the kids typically act. This is how I usually act. I want to change how I act tonight. I want to think differently about it. I want to be more proactive. It may not be perfect. They may still get upset. That's okay. I expect that that's what, that's what they do. This is kids at bedtime. They're tired. They're over their day as well. And so doing that can help set you up and sets your expectation. It actually lowers your expectation because a lot of times we're going into it, we're exhausted. We just want it over with, we're done. Whereas we go, I know I'm tired, but I can, if I can get through this with deep breaths and being productive, it's going to happen more quickly than if everything just falls apart. So that's where I call the preset. Let's say you blow it though. And I still blow it. There's times I have to go back and do this. And then what I do is recovery, right? Yeah. Like we, we're going to make mistakes. Even if you aren't one who has a lot of destructive anger, there's still going to be moments that you cringe and you're like, did I just do that? Did I just say that? Right? Because we're not perfect. And so what do we do when we make a mistake? We go and recover. And when we recover, we go back. And the first thing we do is we take responsibility for what we did. 
uh, I'm so sorry that I screamed at you and I said the things that I did. It was okay that I was angry, but it was not okay that I reacted in that way. Please forgive me. That's a really big phrase, right? We're taking responsibility. It's okay that we have the emotion. We want our kids to know it's okay that they have emotions. And they're just getting that they're learning from us. I love it when we blow it because the kids learn from us when we blow it. Every time a client's like, I blew it again. I'm like, high five. What'd you learn from it? That's so good. Hmm. And they're like, wait, what? How come you're not shaming me? Because why would I shame you? You have stuff to learn from this. Your kids Hmm. just watch you walk through something and they need to know that when they grow up and make mistakes, even if they are still in your house and make mistakes, that there's a way to work through it without the guilt and shame, right? Hmm. And so, you know, we do, we repent, we go and and ask for forgiveness. Then we want to say, Hey, what was going on for you? Why were you upset? I see. Or what were you feeling? You can just ask. And if it's your kids, you can say, I see that you were feeling sad or you were scared or you were angry, put a word to it and help them listen to them. What was going on for them? If it's your husband, you can say, "I, I see that you were upset or how are you feeling about this? You know, we can validate our husbands too. They need it just as much as we do. You know, it's okay that you were upset. Sorry that I reacted the way, you know. So you're recovering there. I like an element of physical touch, a hug, hand on the knee, arm around the shoulder. Um, So there's closeness there, tenderness. um, And then praying if you need to or want to as well. Mm, That's so good. And so important to know that um, when we blow it, it's it's not actually the end of the world. Like, yeah, we don't want to, but we're still human and we're still going to and... But we often really get stuck in that. We get stuck in the cycle that I, I blew it. I made a mistake. I've ruined them for life. I've ruined my relationship for life. I can't ever get out of this. And we hold on to that. And honestly, it's like that keeps you going into another battle hmm. defeated. And you can't win in that. <laughs> we have to we have to come to Christ and go, you, you already paid for this sin that I just this blow up this mistake you already paid for this and I need you to accept your grace and I need you to recharge me give me strength I need to go back into to this and and just trust that you have made things well you have he's forgotten our sin already when we ask for forgiveness so why are we still remembering it you yeah. know yeah do you have any uh encouragement or tips for the mum who is stuck in that guilt and shame cycle yeah that's really starting to recognize first of all let's build awareness Hmm. what where's that coming from why are we feeling that way trigger trackers are great for that you don't have to just use a trigger tracker for anger um i've had moms even use it for like miscarriages and and things like that where heavy emotions these heavy negative emotions of processing through that um but really like kind of like what i was just saying when we carry that guilt and that shame, we're essentially looking up at, at Jesus and saying, what you did wasn't good enough for me. Mm. And he's asking us to let it go. Um, you look at, at Paul's life and you know what he did before he came to Christ. He was slaughtering Christians. He was hurting people. And you don't see that in his writing where he's full of guilt and shame. If he was stuck, paralyzed with guilt and shame, we wouldn't have the books that he wrote, right? Mm. Instead, he's pressing forward and he talks about he has pain, he has frustration, right? But he says the redeeming quality of Christ, the redeeming love and salvation of Christ 
covers all of that. I don't have to carry that anymore. What I need to do is focus on serving Christ now. And instead of serving ourselves in our own self-pity with the guilt and shame, we need to let that lay at the feet of Jesus and say, I'm ready to walk forward and I know I'm going to make mistakes. And again, then we go back to the place where we make mistakes with our husband and our, our kids and our kids see these things and we're able to go back and teach them, hey, this is how we recover. This is how we move on. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake with, I, I overreacted. And again, it wasn't like scary, but I overreacted in a cringe moment with my 16 year old yesterday. And I had to get on a phone call with a client. So I asked the Lord to forgive me. She had to leave. When I got off the phone call, I sent her a text as soon as I could. And I said, hey, how I handled that conversation was not, it wasn't good. Please forgive me for how I handled that. We still need to discuss what's going on, but how you feel and how you think is really important to me. Please mm-hmm. forgive me. And you know what the response was? Hey, mom, I didn't handle that really well either. It's okay. I love you. And we talked through it later. Mm-hmm. But that comes from her watching her response comes from recognizing mom's going to forgive me. I'm not worried. And I can, I can also ask for forgiveness as well. If she never saw us get upset, if she never experienced me getting upset with her or seeing me get upset with her sisters or her daddy, she would not know that she wouldn't have that tool right now. I work with those people. I Mm. work with the moms who come to me and say, my parents were never upset. Why am I upset? Like, cause you didn't learn how to deal with it. (laughs) You didn't learn that it was okay to get upset. Mm. Right. So, I mean, there's all these, this whole spectrum of, of how we process the negative emotions, but really it's coming to recognize it's okay that we have those emotions. Mm. God is there to help us, cover us, give us grace. And instead of serving ourselves in our self-pity, we've got to start serving our families and continue to try to rise above that guilt and shame, which the enemy is just keeping it there to keep us down. Cause if we are down, we can't help our family grow in Christ. Wow. That's so, so good. I I had my last question to ask you was um, how does pursuing God help in all this? But I think that you have just summed that up so well there. So I, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and, and helping mums who I feel like this is, this is a hidden struggle. This is not like, you know, oh, my child can't sleep or having my child's a picky eater. Like this is, this is an us, this is an internal mom hidden struggle that more women than we think are dealing with this. So thank you so much for being bold and brave and working through it yourself, but then helping other mums do that. I think that that is so needed. So thank you so much. Can you just share to wrap up where mums can connect with you, get more from you um, and get, I know you've mentioned your freebies and I've added some links in the show note already, but yeah, where they can get with get together with you yeah I'm over at nataliehickson.com I'm not really a presence on social media at the moment but you can go find me over there um, on my website I have a blog and then an email list I send out emails and yeah that's where I'm at awesome well thank you so much again Natalie it's been an honor to have you on and have you share with us thank you so much well that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week if you did get something out of today's episode please subscribe leave a review so I know that you're loving the show you can also come and chat on Instagram the handle is at wholesome mama 
And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.